This is episode 128 on The Herpreneur Show. Today we have Erin Mathers from The Style Core. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. I have always been a person that loves dressing up. I love putting my outfits together. I just... And it's not about the high fashion. For me, it's about, it just elevates how I feel. And I have loved clothes and loved being dressed up since I was a young girl. I actually worked in fashion at a very young age. At 12 years old, I got myself a job at a clothing shop at the market. So I was already in there buying clothes. And I remember my sisters who are older than me would always store my clothing because I had probably more clothes than a 12-year-old girl would normally have. And the beautiful thing is that clothing, I feel just helps us feel that significance in the world. It helps show our personality. And as the great Carla Mathis would say, identity is a celebration of what makes you special. And today we have Erin Mathis, the CEO of the Style Core. The Style Core leads the way globally with their styling coaching programs and their training institute for stylists. Today, the interview is twofold. We dive into Erin's story a little bit and how she gets into styling. And also we touch on the TED Talk. Go check out YouTube, her TED Talk. It is hilarious when she shows the photo of her when she was young and the photo of her mum. We didn't go into that much, but please go and check that out. And then secondly, we swing the conversation into business. We talk about how they are still ran as a small business but they are global leaders and their their brand is out there with stylists everywhere. So it is interesting to hear how they actually grew that brand and also the importance of partnership because Erin is in partnership with her mother-in-law, Carla Mathis, who I just quoted before. Hope you enjoyed today's interview. Let me introduce you to Erin Mathis, The Style Core. Thank you, Annette. It's good to be here. We found you. My team found you on a TED Talk. Yes. And I loved the story and I'd love for you to go back and share about your journey and how you got into being a stylist and having built the image and the brand that you have now. The photo of you when you were a young girl is hilariously funny because you do look like a 40-year-old woman. Yeah. <laughs> a whole style. Can you go back and just share with us how you got into doing what you're actually doing now and being one of the leaders in the field? Yes. Oh, my goodness. There was a lot of serendipity and divine connections. But I will say that starting from about middle school um, as a 13-year-old girl, when I began to sort of struggle with my, I was clueless. I was totally clueless. And then over the next few years, I got some fashion clues. I gave myself this makeover. um, And it actually made a really big impact in my life and my opportunities and the way people responded to me. So even as a young woman, I was just struck by the power of style. Mm. And that just it, yeah, it struck me. So I began to think, oh, 
if that worked for me, it could work for other people. I didn't even know there was a career in personal styling, but I literally used to fantasize if I had a magic wand, how would I make over or change or transform this person or that person? Wow. So that first style transformation just opened up all these doors, this inner confidence and allowed me to step into new opportunities. And then throughout my life, I had a series of transformations physically and internally and in my life, but I would use my style each time to prepare me to kind of boost my confidence to, you know, dress for the role that you want to play in the movie of your life. That's what I tell people. So later on in midlife, I got stuck in a rut. I mean, how many listening right now can identify your forties you've had, or maybe even thirties, but you've had kids you've put yourself on the back burner. Um, You're working too much. You're burned out. You're like last on the list. And even though I was running this international style company, I lost, I kind of lost myself and I lost my style. I was also struggling with depression, anxiety. I was drinking too much. It just was not a good, you know, it was midlife crisis years, which a lot of people can identify with. So I, took everything I learned, applied it to myself, gave myself a makeover, you know, bought clothes for my curvy body, went to the tailor, had them fit perfectly to fit my curvy body so that I could carry that extra weight and still look great. Like don't wait to lose the weight, you know, dress your body as you are now. And then put together some outfits, didn't have to spend a fortune, shop consignment, And within the year I had dropped off all the extra weight. Like it just gave me so much confidence and energy that it kind of changed me from the inside out or from the outside in, I guess the outside in. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I had used style as a, as a tool in my own life. It's really interesting, Erin, with a couple of things that you've said. And I think a lot of women can create relate to it because one of the things is that we do, we have a lot of women listeners that are, you know, in their 40s, some of them early 50s, and there's a difference in the hormones. Our progesterone starts to reduce. We start to get thicker around the waist. And for me, I had an event, I was 42 years old, and everything I used to wear was like, you know, I used to wear all these, you know, tight stuff to show off my waist and had great legs, still got pretty good legs. But suddenly I noticed that the clothes that I used to wear on stage, one, they weren't fitting me, and two, I didn't know how to dress anymore for my body shape now. I didn't know how to dress my body shape and how to have the style that I liked. It was like I felt like I had to have a new style and lose my my personality so it was really quite hard. I, I couldn't find any outfits. And then I ended up looking a stylist and she took me shopping and pretty similar things like how to show off the waist, but it would have been like a fitted top underneath. And it was just yeah. so beautiful to have that idea of what I needed to do. I needed the guidance to know where I am now. What I love about what you guys do is embracing the confidence, uh, the personality as well. That's right. So for me, I started to go, okay, so I've got the idea of what suits my body type now, my body shape, but how do I bring me in? I want to bring 
wrap into my events. I want to open with one and I want to close with one. And then I thought, you know what, like, I'm going to start wearing a bandana and not a Tupac, you know, bandana, beautiful silk scarf, like a Camilla scarf. So it started to be my identity on stage. Whenever I wore a scarf, they knew that that would be, I'm, I'm doing a wrap in that presentation. I'd like to talk about the importance of how it actually plays out when we actually bring our personality into what we wear. Yeah. You mentioned to me that you're 50, which I nearly fell over backwards. <laughs> you know, you'd give any 30-year-old a run for the money. That's so right. Let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about how do we find out our own style and why is that important to be able to embrace that? Oh, my gosh. First of all, I love so much of what you just said. I love that how you described yourself in your forties, you had this body, you didn't know how to dress. And that is so many of the women who come to me, my body's changed. My hair has changed. My skin changed. How do I do it? And I help people with hair, makeup, style, the whole thing head to toe. Mm. So, so many women can identify with that. You're right. The hormones change our bodies. Yeah. I also love the fact that you had a band that you did a rap on stage. That is <laughs> fantastic. Total um, trademark. <laughs> I would want to, I want to see that so bad. Now I'm going to Google your videos. Okay. It just sounds amazing. I love that. I've thought about like, should I bring my music into speaking at some point? Anyways. So, okay. So your question about style, what I call style archetype and uh, my mentor, my mother-in-law, who I I actually kind of married into this uh, career. I didn't even know it was a career until I met who would become my husband. And his mom was this, this pioneer in the image consulting industry and author. And so she's for decades has taught image consulting, personal style around the world. She's traveled all over the world. People come from all over the world to train with her. And she has created these methods. She's tested them out on thousands of people. And one of the methods was how to discover your authentic style archetype. Mm. How do you do that? Because your personality needs to be reflected in the clothes you wear, not just for other people, but for yourself. When you look in the mirror, it makes you happy. You feel visual delight because what you're wearing resonates with your soul and your personality visually. And can I just intervene with that? When you feel confident within yourself, there's about a two millimeter difference in even how you stand where your chest bone is. There's just that, just that slight difference. So absolutely with what you're saying, I wanted to add that in there because you yes. do stand differently. You walk into the room differently. Please go on. That's right. That's right. So the style archetype, and I, I take women through a, a program, a process is actually an online style coaching program. And the very first step, the most important step is discovering your style archetype. So yes, we do start with a vision board. What do you want to attract into your life? How do you need to be perceived in your image to help attract those things? But then your style archetype. So we have this process and I'll just describe it to you because it's really fascinating um, you will pick like six or seven images or maybe eight from art, nature, interiors, or exteriors. 
nothing fashion related, but you pick these images because you visually love them. They just make you happy when you look at them. It's not sentimental. It's not a memory. It's just purely visual. I just love this. And then you describe the adjectives. What do you love about these images? And you might say sparkly, or I like the gold. I like the sheen. I like the fine patterns, or I like the big, bold shapes, you know, whatever it is that you love about those images, those are visual qualities that bring you delight, that resonate with your heart. Mm. Many times those qualities will be, oh, I love the order. I love how peaceful it is. I love how smooth, or they might say it's like a party. I love the, the riot of color, you know? So usually the adjectives they pick is their personality. That's their heart. It's their core. You can hear the archetypes right there, right? Because when you're going, you're resonating. I was like, (laughs) I mean, I bet that your environment that you're in right now visually resonates. I can see that it resonates with you as a person. The coloring, it's yeah, it's high contrast. You have you know high contrast energy. You have Mm -hmm. high contrast coloring, whereas I'm more of a low contrast coloring. And, you know, my environment represents my oh, style wow. archetype. So and what I love. Isn't that fascinating? Fascinating. <laughs> we help, our, we help our clients identify that with this really cool interactive online guidebook that they're like collecting pictures and filling in and writing adjectives. Mm-hmm. And then I show them, we help them find style that relates to those qualities mm-hmm. so that when you are getting dressed, you're putting together your outfits, your accessories, your nail color, those same adjectives that you loved so much in the pictures are going to be represented in your style so that you have visual delight. You're being authentic. You're resonating on every level. Mm. So that is how we, we start with style archetype. And then we go into color and color is really important. Just knowing your own coloring, your own contrast levels, you know, what are the colors you wear when you want to be approachable? What are the colors you want to wear when you want to stand out and be striking, for example? Amazing. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. It, was it just sounds really amazing. And people just, they love it. They have so much self-discovery going through the seven-step process. Yes. But they also just have transformation. I mean, by the end, wow, what yeah. a difference. I remember seeing your story in the TED talk about Yolanda, I think her name is, mm-hmm. and the yep. transformation, she looks completely different. What is the ripple effect that you see after that? Because I could imagine you're attracting the clients that you want from a business coaching perspective. What Definitely. else actually happens? Definitely. That's when, like when you're in, you're an entrepreneur, or you have a, a brand when your personal branding, your style is really aligned with who you are and how you want to be perceived, you're going to be attracting the kinds of clients that you want to attract. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, you want to attract a certain kind of client and then your style is completely not resonating with that, or even with yourself, it, it doesn't work as well. So some of the, gosh, some of the effects that I see, the ripple effects, number one is confidence people feel good. They were, they had confusion. They had lack of clarity. They just struggled to know like even hair and makeup techniques or which clothing fit their body type and how to get it you know, altered. So that confusion gets cleared away. 
all that wasted time and frustration in the mornings of trying on a dozen, you know, five outfits and still not being happy. So time is being <laughs> We've saved. We've all been there with the breakdowns. Yes. The closet, time is being saved every single day. You can start your mornings with joy and ease because you have this, I teach my clients how to create this beautiful lookbook right on their phone so they can just be having their coffee and scrolling through their outfit pictures. Oh, this is how I feel like I want to look today. And then the confidence and they start getting opportunities for Yolanda. She said, yeah, I finally felt good in my own skin. And it gave her this inner confidence and fortitude to get through what was going to become a really hard period of her life because it was the recession and her job, you know, it was really hard to find jobs Uh, for other women. uh, One of my clients relationships, I could relationships. Yes. (laughs) relationships. Uh, one of my clients emailed me a picture of her wearing this giant, you know, diamond ring on her, on her wet, on her finger. And she said, I got engaged. And I just want to thank you because going through your program, it just gave me so much confidence and putting together all my looks. And, and I, you know, started dating this great guy. And every time we'd go out, people would be saying like, wow, you look amazing. And he was wondering, are they, are you paying these people to give you compliments? But she looked great and she felt great. So another client was, um, was a single mom, four kids, and she was, you know, overweight, bigger than she had been. And, um, she was trying to get on dating apps and find a, a partner she'd let, she would like to remarry, but her pictures were bad. They just, they weren't good, you know? So she wasn't getting any action on dating apps. So she worked with me and, uh, is in my program and, she put together outfits on a budget, you know, didn't have to spend a fortune, got some new photos. They turned out amazing. Put them on the dating app. All kinds of action started happening. And within six months, she met an amazing guy who lived several states away. They started a long distance relationship. He moved all the way to, to be with her. They're now married and happily ever after. No, I don't know if it's happily, ever, but they're doing really well. And she, you know, found her life partner. So your style. It makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah. There's really nothing more important than you feeling good. Yeah. And, and I really work with my clients on, you need to think about how you want to be perceived. So name like four adjectives that when you walk in a room, people know nothing about you. You have not opened your mouth purely mm. based on your visual. How do you want to be perceived? And that's different in your personal situations and your professional situations. But let's say professionally, you might say, I want to be perceived as a leader, um, a team player, organized and um, intelligent. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are some psychology of style techniques that you can use that will help you do the, do that. So for example, you need to make sure your clothes fit. They're not going to be all loose and baggy. Cause that says you're kind of like maybe kind of messy. Uh-huh. Um, your hair is like flying all over the place. That's frazzled, disorganized. Uh, if you want to be perceived as a leader, there are certain techniques with your clothing and colors that give more authority mm-hmm. and punch then if you want to kind of recede and be like this kind of nice team player, quiet, there's another, there are other techniques for that. So it's thinking about that. So interesting. You know, everything these days, especially because of the pandemic, 
everything's online. Yeah. We're online now. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, there's so much more um, importance, I feel, and even pressure about showing up, looking good, looking good on camera. There's, you know, doing all the selfies, putting them on Instagram, you're <laughs> working your show. Yeah. There is so much that there's pressure around. Though also, and I don't know if this is true, but you can tell me if it is, I read somewhere, I, I can't even remember where it was, but there was correction that needed to happen in Sydney. So this is an opposite side of Australia where I am when they workers were allowed to go back to work. So employment was back in the office and they needed to get help to restyle appropriate dress for the office because people started to get dressed at home and because they're doing Zoom calls at home. Is that something that's happened over, over the time, over the past couple of years? Or is this just something that I've just read that's happened in Sydney? <laughs> Oh, it's definitely happened. And a lot of women who are coming to me now and doing the style coaching program, it's because they've been at home and their sweats and yoga pants and, you know, Ugg boots for, for a year and a half. And now they're kind of re-entering the real world. And I think people are kind of excited and ready to get out in the real world and like, oh my gosh, what pants do I even wear? Do, what, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to wear heels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels, you know, so yeah. they're, they're wanting kind of a restart, a refresh, mm -hmm. a reinvent, you know, and, and figure out maybe their bodies change. But again, like, who do I want to be now? Mm. So some of my clients use the pandemic as like a transformation time. They wanted yeah. to reemerge after the pandemic as the new you. And what, yeah. what of them the is butterfly it? comes out. <laughs> totally. One of them was a, a guy, an entrepreneur from Silicon Valley. And he, um, he had been recently divorced. I do occasionally work with men as well. And he wanted to like reinvent his whole look and, you know, start dating again and kind of come out. And he said, and he did, we worked with his hair, his clothing, his grooming. And he recently said, thank you for helping me rediscover myself and like come out with more confidence. So it's a time of rediscovery after being yeah. at home, for sure. You come out of the cocoon. Yeah. Let's talk about your business. Your business now is in a, a beautiful growth phase. Um, you mentioned before off air that you still ran as a small business, but you have been able to claim this leading role worldwide, globally. Can we talk about the journey from when you guys started in that startup phase, a little bit of trials and tribulations and what you think really helped to get you out there in a big way um, to be really earmarked as leaders globally. Yeah, it has been a fascinating journey. I hope someday we can write a book about it because it's still going. <laughs> it's so interesting. Um, my husband and I got into this 15 years ago uh, to partner with his mother who had this real global impact but we rebranded and created the Style Core together, co-founded, uh, created a, an international stylist network and tools and expanded the training institute. And I was kind of more in the background initially. I was creative director and then I was having kids. And then at a certain point, I switched over to director of operations and I began to just run the company. Again, a background role while my mentor and mother-in-law was more the for the the leader in the forefront. And that was fine for me, but really it wasn't fine because that's not who I'm designed to be. And yep. I was kind of 
ignoring that fact. I was, I was kind of like, oh, I'm fine in the background. I'm fine. But that was, was not actually fine for me at, or just at a soul level, it wasn't working. And, and you, was that because at that stage, even when you went into business together, was it because she already had the name out there and maybe you didn't feel like you had the permission yet to even claim that space? I don't think it was permission. I just don't think I had stepped into my calling in this space yet. I was uh-huh. pretty focused. I was kind of an older mom. I had kids a little bit late and I was focused on, I was doing a band and then I was a mom, you know, I was focused yeah, yeah. on other things, but, um, but the interesting part of the story, when we got into business, we said, we want to take her work to a really national into the hands of a lot of people. And we were going to look for an idea, a way to do that. That would be passive income. And that's what her son worked on. And it took a very long time. We finally came on the idea and it's technology, it's cutting edge, it's an algorithm. So he began that startup on the side. And meanwhile, um, his mom and I are running kind of our bread and butter core business. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, you know, she's getting up in years. I think she's really healthy. She could easily work another 10, 20 years, but you never, you never know. So mm-hmm. um, my feeling was we need to, um, we need to pivot our business so that it doesn't just depend on her teaching and yeah. speaking and, and mm-hmm. so that it's not just service income. So it's that whole thing that a lot of entrepreneurs can relate with. We need to scale. It can't just be service. Can't just be coaching. We need to scale. Yes. And I, I really came into that um, realization personally about like five, six years ago, we moved from Los Angeles to my hometown. And I said, how can I work with women all over the world as a style coach from this little town? And mm-hmm. that is where I pioneered online style coaching. I didn't really see other people doing it. We'd been doing it like over the years, like here and there with some distance stuff, but I wanted to create a whole transformational process using her methods. So met with a style coach. I met with a business coach who helped me think bigger. So this is a a tip for entrepreneurs is just make sure you're educating yourself beyond your own mind, the bounds of your mind. So for me, that was doing online courses with people really successful in the online marketing and business space and education, as well as a business coach. And I began to think big. So I pioneered this program, Your Million Dollar Look, online style coaching, and began to do that with groups of women and launched it. And it was a large, it was a high-touch, high-price program. And then uh, the pandemic came. And I realized that I was uniquely positioned to pivot mm-hmm. to training other experts to do what I had learned to do. Yes. Before online. Cause now, cause not a lot of people did style online. I mean, they did, they oh, did it set up. You were already already set up. So I reached out to a colleague who I love in Australia, Sarah Cohen, and she was, um, she'd been in marketing corporate world and she'd recently launched out as a coach to stylist and had a pot has a, an amazing podcast, the styling advisory. And together we partnered up and we launched a program called going virtual for style experts. And we began to equip style experts very quickly, like in the pandemic, we made it happen within probably three months of the shutdown. We had that course, we had that program, we built it as we go, we went, it was, it was a success and it positioned us as leaders. I, we already kind of were leaders in the industry, but that just leading out in that respect 
Mm, that's so interesting. And a couple of things, ladies. One thing that Erin said, which is so imperative for your business growth, is is your business currently key person independent? And we are hearing the word scale, scale, scale a lot. Probably it's really kicked in maybe about three years ago, scaling your business. And what's really important about that is have you bought yourself a job (laughs) and what is and maybe you're happy where you're at which is totally fine though if you want to as Erin was saying give yourself permission to dream big Mm -hmm. then what are the steps are you taking really to help get to that next level are you still running your business as a sole trader but you want to hire staff to hire staff then for us we have a we have convert club from the sales institute my husband and I run and it's how do we replicate what you do, the magic that you do to, to sell, to be able to get clients on board, whoever it is, how do we replicate what you do so when you get your first team member, that's one job that you don't have to do anymore. And then maybe you are doing the do. So it's always looking at how do you continually grow your business so you can scale it. And what Erin was doing was she went to online. And this is one thing that... We saw when the pandemic hit and everyone had to close down physical businesses, the ones who pivoted the quickest, meaning who thought, what can I do now to be able to continue to make money, to get online, were the ones who were already set up. They were the ones that made the biggest shift quickly because they were already traveling north and maybe they had to do a couple of corrections so it's really interesting to hear that story about just that beautiful growth that you've had and the realization to build a company really not just a business even though you say you're a small business that we set offline you're building the structure infrastructure of a company yeah I mean when I had this vision three years ago I had this really expansive vision and it's all starting to happen so quickly. I I did the high touch coaching program. I turned that into a self-guided path, the million dollar look path, but I also created an apprenticeship for style experts to do that with us, with my mentor and I. So we train them and now we have a team of certified apprentices who guide individually guide clients who need personal help as they're going along the self-guided path, they have that. And then there's also group coaching. So this whole thing kind of exploded over the last three years, I have worked nonstop and, (laughs) you know, people say like, Oh, I just want to find ease and flow. Yes, that's great. But I'm sorry, when you're building things, it's hard work. Yeah. And Hopefully you come to a season where you then get to kind of reap the rewards. You get some passive income going. Um, and I, this, this program that I've created, I, it's amazing. I love it. People are being transformed and now it's scalable. Like thousands of women can get in, have their, discover their style. Um, and then we've got, of course, style experts who are trained to support them at different points where yes. they need it. 
Yeah, yeah. Beautiful yeah. ways of scaling the business in, in all different ways and leveraging it. If women want to know how can they work with you, how can they find out more about the program, where can we send them to? And I know we've got a little, we've got a free gift as well. Um, the top five steps to up-level your look. So you've got the secrets there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And also where can they find out more if they want to work with you or go through your program? Yes, erinmathis.com forward slash top five is where you'll get that freebie. It's like, it's a guide. It's a pretty extensive guide. And it's my top five steps that you can take right away to up-level your look. So if you want to get some fast results, definitely get that guide. And then at erinmathis.com, you'll see how to work with me, the million dollar look program. There's a, a if you go to my Instagram um, Aaron style coach, you will be able to see all my links and there's a free masterclass, uh, your million dollar look masterclass. So there's, there's some different ways, but definitely get that freebie. I think that's a good start for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. We'll have all the links there. So guys, if you're on um, Stitcher or Apple podcast, just scroll below and just click the link. We'll also have on the blog page all the different ways you can get a hold of Erin, her Instagram page, everything like that. Erin, you have created a business from the ground up. You are in the growth stage. You've continually relaunched and brought new products into, into the marketplace. Plus, you're an expert in helping women and men just feel incredible, look incredible. If you were to give two pieces of advice from any avenue, <laughs> your expertise or your journey through entrepreneurship, what would be your best piece of advice for the female in the startup phase? Maybe she's in the first two years of the business. She's just working things out. And then a piece of advice for the woman that she's, she's seasoned. She's a seasoned entrepreneur. She's ready to take it up a level. She's always continually in that growth phase a piece of advice um, that you'd like to give anyway whatever comes to you from expertise or your journey well the first piece that applies for everyone is dress for the role that you want to play in the movie of your life I really believe that you need to put yourself together and not everyone has style skills, right? We're not all experts at everything. So if you don't have that, which plenty of people don't, you need to get help. You need to get support, right? Get, get some, some tools and things that can help you. So for the younger entrepreneur, I definitely, um, the piece of advice, that one applies for everybody, but the piece of advice for the younger is get mentors, whether it's online course teachers, business coaches, you need to go beyond the bounds of your own ideas and get input. I think it took me too long to sort of get to that point in my career. I mean, it's always just the right time, but the sooner you can do that, the better. For the more mature entrepreneur, I would say, uh, make sure that you're not the last on your list of self-care. Oh, That's yeah. where I found myself in my 40s as an entrepreneur burned out. And so I really had to take some years to uh, care for myself. And that for me was like HRT, hormone replacement therapy. It was supplements. It was regular exercise. It was um, sort of dialing in my physical health, meditation, mantras, getting, getting control of my mind. So for the more seasoned entrepreneur, and I, do, I actually, I think when 
in order to last long as a business owner, entrepreneur, you actually have got to do that or else you just kind of fall apart in one way or another. So that would be my advice. And that also includes take care of your style. Make sure you feel good about yourself Yeah. because if you look in the mirror and you feel good, that makes a big difference. Mm, I loved how you said about the HRT hormones. I um, recently went to um, a functional medicine doctor and just had all my hormones taken. And I've actually had them measured since I was in my 30s because I watched a show on Oprah many years ago. And they said, take your hormones now, no matter what age, and then you can work out when you're going through perimenopause. And um, so sure enough, I turned up, I had all my blood works from every year. And sure enough, my progesterone had dropped. And that just made such a difference because I always felt like I was anxious, this running woman syndrome is what it's called. Like I just felt like I was always in a hurry and always quite stressed. And, and I said to her, I just don't feel as joyful. I'm a really joyful person. Normally I just lost this joy. I used to sparkle. And I couldn't agree with you more about the importance of taking care of your health, especially while your business is going through that growth phase, because you do burn your adrenals. You're, you know, supporting your adrenals with vitamin B. Um, for me, I went to um, a natural one. It's, um, what is it called? A bioidentical hormone. Oh, my yeah. gosh, the difference now. I just feel incredible. Feeling back to me. I did the food tolerance test, like to find out what foods, you know, your body likes and processes yeah. well and doesn't. I see a home, um, a naturopathic doctor, actually, that was an investment into myself that has been so worth it. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it, it's like a mer- being an entrepreneur and having, you know, your own business. And especially if you're ambitious and you've got big visions, you, it's like being on a marathon and it's like an, you're, you're an athlete who needs to take care of mm-hmm. their input and the body and the, the, the mental state, the mind. Yeah. So yeah. It's important. But yeah. And it is. And as soon as you started to feel better, you do naturally want to take care more of your image when you're not feeling good about yourself. It's like you might get, I, I noticed I started to get real comfy in my clothes. I just wanted something quite comfy. And I was never normally, I was quite more of a tailored type of person, but I started to opt in for more of, I don't know, more of a comfier look. So even that changed because hormonally I had changed. Yeah. Um, so just really nice piece of advice there. Thank you. It hasn't been brought up before. So I just want to say thank you for that. I would love to know something about you, Erin. We talked about entrepreneurship. You know, there are some days that are really hard yakka where I don't know if you even know the word hard yakka. (laughs) I think there's an Australian term, is it? Hardcore. (laughs) Um, Okay. And I always believe and what I really want to impart on the show is how do we continually bring ourselves back to our happiest part of our lives? What brings us into alignment and something that no one else can do for you? So it can't be your children. It can't be your husband. It's something that you know, once you do this, it lifts your own personal vibration. For me, dancing. I pretty much dance every day. Uh, start my morning with dancing. I'm starting to teach dancing again, except for we now got lockdown. So I don't know how that's going to happen. But that brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what's one thing that you do on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be daily, but you make yourself do it at least maybe once a week. When you do it, it like brings you so high in your vibration that you're the happiest version of Erin that you know. What would it be? Mm, okay. On the regular it's running. It's like 
running in nature. I run in, in a beautiful mountain setting. Um, it all, it's almost always has to be in nature wherever I run. So I never loved to run, but when I turned into my forties, I started to do it and it just had so many positives. So for me running that aerobic is Mm -hmm. really key that lifts my vibration. The other thing is being around creative ideas, world changing people, especially when live music is involved. And that doesn't get to happen every week, but I try (laughs) to make it happen because it just feeds my soul, live yes. music, dancing. Oh yes. my Lord. Yes. And people that are on the same level. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Creators, entrepreneurs. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, Erin, thank you so much for your time and gracing us with your tips on how to really improve our style and get out there in a bigger and better way and have that million dollar look. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erin did actually say there's different ways to get a hold of her. She's got this amazing course that you can do a program. We've got all the links there, but even just starting that relationship and finding out more about Erin's expertise, you can go to uh, thestylecore.com and it's the top five. We've got the links there. So just scroll below, click the link, and um, you can go through and start that beautiful journey with Erin. Erin, thank you so much for everything you do and making a difference in the world. Uh, you definitely need it, especially this time right now. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you for having me, Annette. Have a great day. Thank you. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.